Well, welcome back to the City Rev Life podcast. My name is Josh, and I'm joined here with Pastor Justin. Hello, Pastor Josh. And we are going to be introducing the brand new series we're kicking off today on fear. Yeah. And we're going to kind of get our feet wet with the topic, introduce it a little bit, and talk about the nature of fear and the role that it plays in our life. And I think it's a very timely series because we certainly, it's no secret, are in a time and a culture and a season where there is a lot of fear running around. And so we want to address that, talk about it and look at it from a biblical wisdom perspective. Yes. Yeah. So there's a lot of fears happening around our world, world events. Um, There's war happening in Ukraine. Yeah. Um, there's, um, pandemic. We just on the other side of a lot of legitimate um, fears, a lot of legitimate things that are, that are, uh, in some ways unprecedented in human history, but we've experienced before generationally, they're kind of like shocks to us and disrupt us from our regular routine. Mm -hmm. So we're going to talk about fear. And as we were getting ready, I was thinking about, you know, we're going to hit some heavy topics and through this series, we'll, we're going to take kind of what we generally are going to explain now and apply it to specific areas of fear. But I was thinking just in a more lighthearted way of some of the irrational fears that people have, phobias. Sure. Yeah. Do you have any phobias, Josh? Any uh, a fears? perfect, perfectly rational fear of spiders. All right. Perfect, perfectly it's, it's rational because I think I could get a lot of people on my side. So that makes it rational, right? Yes. If you have, if you have the numbers. Um, yeah. But no, I do not like spiders at all. Uh, yeah. Even the small ones that I know are harmless. Really? Uh, it's, what if it, you get caught in a spider web? Oh, I'm doing a dance. I don't <laughs> like to dance, but I'm dancing. If I don't I know of anybody a, that a likes spider web. getting caught in a spider web. But. No, but like snakes, frogs, I don't care. I'm fine really? with those. Okay. Yeah, but spiders. What I'm about not you? Cool with snakes. Um, one I think that's unique because uh, I've never met anybody that shares this is okay. I have this phobia of when a bird is flying near me. So, okay. so to clarify, I'm not afraid of a bird <laughs> perched on a branch. But you're afraid I, of birds flying the, towards if you. If the bird's wings are flapping and they are near me, I'm very uncomfortable. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so walk me through that, though. What what are you afraid they're going to do? I don't know. I feel like, you know, those ancient mythology stories of birds, like, eating your brains out oh, of your head. Oh, man. Like, flash, I don't know what it is. Oh, uh, you got, like, flashbacks from Something a, about, like, a childhood trauma or... I don't know. I mean, maybe you saw Alfred Hitchcock's so, as old you, movie, The Birds... Is that a thing? Or, yeah. or that uh, Edgar Allan Poe, The Raven? Oh, ooh, I got shivers. Yeah. So Talk anyways, uh, those are some irrational fears. I'm sure you have your own. But hey, I think a common ones. So I was thinking of just some common ones and uh, ways that fear specifically impacts and influences the decisions you make. So yeah, like we said, fear of current events. I think also this pops up in dating relationships. So mm. a lot of times people in dating relationships, what will keep them in a toxic relationship for far too long when all the red flags and all of their friends and peers are telling them this is not healthy, this yeah. is not good, yep. is uh, they're afraid that they won't find anybody else. That or this is it. They're afraid that they don't want to be alone. They're yeah. afraid of what that might be like, of how they would feel if they were alone. So fear ends up being what makes the decision for them. And so we're going to get at how, how do we understand what fear does? What does it look like? 
And then we'll, uh, in, the, in the episodes that come, talk through specific situations. So for our purposes today, why don't we go to Scripture? Yeah. You, you shared this passage with me when we were first talking about this episode. So why don't you introduce the passage that's kind of kind of anchor us um, yeah, through sure. this time? I mean, this is probably one of the most common passages in Scripture on fear. You know, it's, it's the one that if you go to a, a friend uh, for godly advice and yeah. you say, hey, I'm afraid of xyz they might mention this verse um but it that rightfully so it's a powerful verse with some powerful biblical truth behind it it's second timothy 1 7 it says for god gave us a spirit not of fear but of power and love and self-control so god has not given us this spirit of fear so it's not from the lord but he has given us one of power, of love, and of self-control. Why yeah. don't you walk us through that a little bit there, Justin? There's three things that God clearly gives us, and he, right. and he talks about this spirit of fear. Yeah. Like, what, what is he getting at? There? Yeah, I think what's important here is there is a spiritual dynamic when it comes to fear. Hmm. Um, in addition to, there's also a physiological, we know from science, right? Well, there's this, contagious. Yeah. If there, one person's afraid, that leads to multiple around them getting afraid, and yes. that leads to a crowd becoming afraid. Yeah, uh, like uh, thinking of s- stories where there's crowd panic. Yeah. Um, or you hear a rumor of something, and it can c- cause a frenzy uh, that only cascades and makes things worse. Which is interesting to think about in today's clim- uh, cultural context yeah. with technology. Yep. Um, if one person's afraid, they have a much louder voice these days. Yes. And that fear can spread all the more easily. Yes. Yeah. So I think uh, I've read uh, the phrase, the a- we live in an age of anxiety. We live in an age where we are perpetually plagued with fear over mm. all sorts of things. And here the passage tells us God didn't give us one something, and he, but he did give us three things. He didn't give us a spirit of fear, but he did give us one of power, love, and of self-control. Power, mm. love, and self-control. So God has given us a spirit of power. This is what the Holy Spirit does. He gives mm-hmm. us power. Um, Acts 1.8, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, mm. and you'll be my witnesses to Jerusalem, from Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the earth. So there's this empowerment that comes from God yeah. to be able to obey, to make Christ known. There's this love that we get from the Spirit, mm-hmm. um, this love that is the heart of the Father, God's Spirit gives us this love, and then self-control, um, this ability to, uh, when our flesh or our desires yeah. start pulling us in a certain direction, God's Spirit empowers us with the discipline to stop, you know, to yeah. not press forward and jump over the line when we're being pulled by our emotions or our feelings mm-hmm. in a direction. The Holy Spirit steps in, gives us this self-control so that we're not ruled by fear we're ruled by the spirit that's good because fear oftentimes leads to unwise or prompt action yes and what he's getting at here is the opposite of that would be one of self-control the spirit of self-control where we can like you're saying stop analyze the situation and respond with biblical wisdom yeah Uh, and i love what you're saying too about power. It's just a a reminder that we have, through the Holy Spirit, power over Mm. what's going on in the world and in our own lives in a lot of ways. Like, greater is he who is in us than he He who is in the world. world. And we know the truth that uh, 
Satan and the demons are pulling a lot of the strings behind a lot of things that are happening on a worldwide scale. Mm -hmm. Um, But we know who the victor is in the end. Yeah. And the Holy Spirit lives within us and uses us actively in this world to overcome the darkness. We are the light and the darkness. And so we have this power that we get to walk through life with and walk in this world. Yeah, that's right. And so before we go any further to talk about ways we interact with fear, I think it's important to just make sure we understand as a foundation, fear is a spiritual issue. It's Mm. very much a spiritual issue. Mm -hmm. In the Gospel of John, in one of Jesus's perhaps most extensive teachings on the nature of Satan and how he attacks us spiritually, Mm -hmm. um, Satan uses as his primary weapon lies. This is how he operates. He Mm. lies. He sows lies into our thought life. Um, He makes us, you know, he convinces us and tempts us through deception. And one of the primary uh, tools in his tool belt of deception is fear, Mm. is inducing fear, is suggesting God can't be trusted. And therefore, in moments, we can be held captive by these fears Mm. and make decisions not based on faith in God's promises, his goodness, his character, Mm -hmm. but instead based on our fears. And so uh, one helpful category that I think will help us as we move forward in this series is just talking about the reality that there is such a thing as healthy fear and there is such a thing as unhealthy fear. And Mm. while we're talking about in this series, mostly is the unhealthy fear, uh, how fear can end up producing results in our life that we want to avoid. I think it's helpful for us to also make sure we clarify there is such a thing as healthy fear. Yeah. So in in some sense, it is an emotion, right? There's an emotional aspect to fear. And having that emotional aspect to fear is not necessarily wrong. It's honest, right? In fact, you can be very inauthentic and, and lying to say, you know, I've never been afraid or I don't get afraid of of anything or anyone. Like I, I think on a human level, there are these moments of fear. Uh, and I think we see this in the examples of different people in Scripture, where you yeah. see them interact with fearful circumstances. And the question is, what are they going to do with that fearful reaction? And I think that's one of the lies that you mentioned of yeah. the enemy, that, okay, fear, we're not supposed to be afraid. That's what the Bible tells us, and we fall into this lie of, okay, if I do feel fear or I operate in fear at any point, then I'm wrong or I'm sinning or something's wrong with me Mm. or I'm not following God the way I should. But the reality is, like you're saying, there's a lot of, a lot of moments in scripture and even moments where Jesus himself dealt with fear. Yeah. And that's because it is a human emotion. We're going to experience it. Jesus himself experienced it. Yeah. The question is not whether or not we will experience fear. It's what we're going to do with it once we do experience it. That's right. So, so just to use a, a kind of a, an example that I think everybody can track with and get on board. If I see my one-year-old daughter who does not know how to swim mm-hmm. crawling towards the pool. Which happens to me a lot. Oh. My one-year-old daughter <laughs> sees water and guns for it. Okay. There is an instinct in me that is afraid. Yeah. I do not want my daughter crawling into the pool. Mm-hmm. Like the thought of her drowning is terrifying. So what do I do? I kick into gear and I run towards her and pull her up and, you know, try and make sure she doesn't go any further. Mm -hmm. And that emotion, that's a biological response that God wired into us that is a part of how he wired 
humans. Yeah. That's a good thing. That's a good gift. There, there's such a thing as healthy fear. Mm-hmm. The question is, what do we do with it? And, and in that moment, a faithful to God response with my daughter's crawling, well, I just trust God, you know, so I'm going to reject that I'm afraid of her drowning and I'm just going to, you know, trust How, God. Yeah, that sounds so spiritual. That, no, that's not what we're getting. <laughs> that's not what we're getting at here. Okay? Exactly. So uh, I think in scripture, the examples, a number of them, Abraham and Sarah, Right, they had to deal with fear, mm-hmm. um, and they're promised a child. Yeah, they're promised a child, yep. and walking through the challenge of that, and they had some failures along the way, mm-hmm. um, and then had moments when they trusted God and and believed in Him and believed in His promises. Certainly, Jesus in the garden, oh, um, yeah, dealing with knowing what He's about to walk into. Yes, um, I think the language is, "My soul is sorrowful even unto death," mm. and He's praying, asking the Father. Is there any other way, you know, that that we can move forward? Is there any other way? Mm-hmm. Um, take this cup from me. Take this cup from me, the suffering I'm about to encounter. Yeah. And then the example I also thought of is Psalm 3. So it's a psalm that the setting or the background is when King David was running from Absalom, his son. And in Psalm 3, the, the situation in the background is David's own son is basically out for him. Hmm. And uh, there's a, a huge movement in Jerusalem of people supporting Absalom and wanting to overthrow David, essentially. Hmm. So David's response, we're told, is he runs, he flees, hmm. uh, which sounds like fear to me. He's yeah. fearful for his life. He's fearful for what would happen if he stayed. There's potentially an angry mob that might come at him. The question mark we have in our mind is, well, would the faithful response be to just stay in front of the mob and trust that God would intervene. Well, Psalm 3 kind of gives us what David does in that moment. Why don't you read um, sure. what it says? Yeah, and starting in verse 1. O Lord, how many are my foes? Many are rising against me. Many are saying of my soul, there is no salvation for him in God. Selah. But you, O Lord, are a shield about me, my glory and the lifter of my head. I cried aloud to the Lord, and he answered me from his holy hill, Selah. Okay, so David here, he is crying out to God. He's saying, my enemies are more than I can number. There's so many of them. Yeah. They're rising up against me. They're threatening me, saying that God, God's not going to save me. And he says, but God, you're, you're a shield for yeah. me. He's handling fear the exact same way that Jesus would later on handle fear. Yep. He's going to his father. Yeah. He's going to God. Yeah. And he's he's bringing the situation to him mm-hmm. in a very real way. Yes. He's describing it. Yes. He's saying, this is what's going on. This is what I'm facing. And then he's praising God with his words. Mm-hmm. But it's almost like doubling as though he's praising God, but also reminding himself yeah. of who his father is. Yeah. I love um, Tim Keller's language on this psalm. He describes it as praying your fears. Mm. It's taking your fears, turning them into prayer, and saying, God, I'm trusting you with this. The Mm. faithful response in a moment of fear is to turn those fears into prayers and saying, God, I am turning this over to you, trusting you Mm. with this. This is how my emotions feel right now. These are the thoughts that have been on my mind, but this is who I know you to be. I know you to be a shield about me. I know what you've promised. I know that your character is good and faithful. So I trust you. 
Yeah. And so there is such a thing as healthy fear and responding to that emotion in a helpful way. But then there's unhealthy fear. Mm-hmm. And there's a way of encountering the same circumstance. And rather than taking that response and bringing it to the Lord and saying, Lord, I need you. I'm depending on you. I'm not strong enough on my own. I need your grace to come through right now. Instead, it's I'm going to avoid this situation, run from it, or I'm going to end up deciding to avoid the pain, avoid the challenge, yeah. and not even give thought to what the Lord might be doing in this situation. Mm-hmm. No, certainly. It's when we allow fear to control our decision-making. Yep. We, we don't bring it to the Lord. We kind of uh, self-contain it, which is yeah. dangerous in itself. You know, that's why we oftentimes will will boil over, right? And yeah. it starts to show in our actions and we start to act in our anger. It's because mm-hmm. we internalize it. We don't deal with it. We don't bring it before the Lord. And it starts to affect not just the people around us, mm-hmm. but the decisions that we make. And we start to make decisions based on fear rather than wisdom. Yeah. Yeah. And it can ultimately keep us from obedience. Yeah. You know, sometimes when Christ calls us to do something... He places something on our heart. He uh, lays a burden on us for our neighbor or coworker, and we just have this sense from God's spirit: you need to talk to them, you mm-hmm. know, ask them, talk talk to them about Christ. Like we have that that cue, that prompting from the Lord, and then we're afraid of yeah. what might happen. So we end up not obeying what the Spirit is leading us to do, and what God's word commands us to do because we're afraid of what might happen. And that's when fear is unhealthy. And that's when we miss out on what God might want to do. The other thing I think that's helpful on the other side of this is just to talk about how, you know, faith, faith does not equal foolishness. Mm. So in in this conversation about fear, it's not being, uh, we're not describing, Hey, throw wisdom aside. There's that moment in Jesus's temptations, uh, in the gospels when, Satan tempts Jesus to throw himself off the pinnacle of the temple, mm-hmm. and he quotes from a psalm. Satan does, so he quotes from Scripture. Yeah, and he says, "Listen, God's going to bear you up; He'll take care of you." And he's he's, you know, doing a very poor job of quoting Scripture out of context intentionally to, to try and deceive yeah. Jesus. And Jesus knows that psalm better than he does. Um, and uh, Jesus doesn't bite because no, it's not fake faith over fear by jumping off a building, right? Right. That's foolishness. We're talking about trusting the Lord uh, with our fears mm-hmm. and making wise decisions. Um, and so the faith decision sometimes is now is not the time to, you know, mm. stand up and, and rise up. Um, now might not be the moment. There, Jesus kept saying, my time has not yet come. Yeah, because Jesus would, would flee at yeah. times. There are moments he would withdraw or pass through a crowd. Yeah. Is that Jesus being, you know, acting out of fear of what? No, it's just that wasn't the moment mm. to make your stand. His moment to make his stand was coming. It was wisdom. Right? He, he knew it was coming. Yeah. Uh, and we have to be sensitive to how the Lord is leading us and guiding us and make sure we're not operating out of fear. We're operating from a place of faith with wisdom and uh, knowing that we're held in his hand. That's really good. Yeah, maybe so just, just kind of recap us. Yeah, yeah, just to sum it all up, uh, fear is part of the human experience. We're all going to mm-hmm. deal with it. We're all going to wrestle with it. Maybe it's more so in certain seasons than others, um, but the reality is God will use it 
And the question becomes for us is how, what are we going to do with that fear? Are yeah. we going to internalize it? Or are we going to um, bring it to the Lord? Yeah. Right. Ultimately, that would be the wisest thing to do. That's what God calls us to do. That's what's demonstrated in Scripture. Yeah. Um, bringing our fears to the Lord uh, is what we see. And and I think of First Peter where he says, "Cast all your cares upon Him, mm-hmm. for He cares for you." Yeah. Uh, be sober and minded, anxious for nothing. Right. Mm-hmm. God's inviting us to bring all of our fears and anxiety to Him, and to pray these prayers where they're specific and you're mm-hmm. you're bringing it all to him and then reminding and praising God who he is and at the same time reminding yourself uh what was it the Keller quote that you said to yeah, pray, pray your fears, fears. Pray that's that's so good um just a la- uh, final verse to kind of s- finish off mm-hmm. this podcast um what God has called us to is to be strong and courageous uh it's the popular passage in Joshua chapter 1 Uh, I'm just going to read verse 9. It says, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. So thanks for tuning in to the City Rev Life podcast. We'll catch you guys next week as we dive deeper into this topic of fear. Thank you so much for listening to the City Rev Life podcast. Feel free to subscribe and leave a rate and review. And we love it when you share it with your friends on social media. So don't forget to tag us at cityrev.church. If you're interested in more resources, download our City Rev Church app and follow us on social media. Thank you so much and have a great day.